look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, my beautiful, lovely, amazing humans. Welcome back to another episode. I just feel like talking, which is, I guess, what this podcast is about. But I've been seeing some good things. So, you know, I'm going to talk about what I saw. And um, I have so many things to tell you. It's just like funny updates. And then I'm also planning to go on vacation this week. And so, well, I leave on Saturday. So when the episode drops, I leave like that, you know, two days later. And so I'm going to tell you guys my plans as always. And then um, also just share like 411 of life, marriage. I just got a lot of things to talk about. I just got a lot of things to say. Starting with where my brain is starting, TikTok. TikTok taught me. I saw a commercial for uh, TikTok and it said like TikTok taught me. And honestly, I will tell you what I have done that has changed my social media life. So I del- I added a new TikTok account. I will give it to you all shortly if you are interested in following it. Um, why did I create a new TikTok account? I didn't feel like training my TikTok to show me what I wanted to see. I wanted to just start fresh. And so I started a new TikTok. And honestly, if you're someone like me that has four emails, just do it. (laughs) Just open another one because then you can kind of curate your feeds. And so it's like, I really feel like looking at mom stuff. Let me get on this one because it's going to show me a bunch of mom stuff. I really just want to laugh. Let me just get to my funny one. And so anyway... I've done that and I've been both I've been mostly I've been mostly using TikTok to look at recipes and fashion because that's what I'm into is like food and fashion and sometimes fitness and yeah so that's the first thing and so obviously a lot of the TikToks I see are actually reels on Facebook when I'm supposed to be looking at events and I know Facebook is outdated but I feel like for my listeners like you guys probably are on Facebook because we're probably around the same age like that was my first not my first social media my first social media was um MySpace and like before that I did have AOL like AIM um like AIM some people call it AIM and I'm like I always call it AIM do you all call it AIM or AIM? Because I always just called it AIM. But anyway, long story short, I saw a a TikTok, <laughs> a TikTok and it was this mom talking about how um, a bubble bath doesn't solve everything. And so I thought it was interesting because I am a religious bubble bather. Um, I cannot wait to get in the bath because what I do in the bath, some people like turn on music and candles and like, zen out I get in the bath and watch a show so like when we get to our new house I need a tv in my bathroom because I will like prop up my phone or like tablet and watch a show in the bath and have like moments alone really anyway so the two posts I want to talk about the first one was talking about how bubble bath doesn't solve everything how being the default parent is exhausting right as the default parent that means that we're planning everything right we're doing all the things um we are in charge of a lot right I have planned this entire trip to Myrtle Beach down to like 
I've packed my husband's clothes. I've packed my kids' clothes. I've packed my clothes. I've planned what days we're doing what. And like, regardless, I, I would prefer it that way. But the prep leading up to, to departure is a lot because it's like, Someone has to come feed the cat one time while we're gone. Someone has to, um, I had to remind my husband, like, hey, schedule to get an oil change before we leave since we're driving. Like, all these different little things where I feel like, I feel like my husband would just, like, pack and go. I'm like, where's our beach umbrella? Where's our beach chairs? Do we have coolers still? Where are the coolers? Are they clean? Like, I had all these questions about travel. And he's like, I don't know. We'll find it. And I'm like, no, no, no. We need to pull everything out the weekend before we leave so that the day we leave, I am not trying to find everything. I can have everything lined up by the door. You can load the car at dinner time and then we can leave at 3 a.m. Also, my logic for leaving at 3 a.m. We're driving to Myrtle Beach, eight hour drive for us. We're gonna get to the beach around 11, Myrtle Beach, I should say, around 11, so realistically 12 or one. Check-in is until four. I found a kid's museum we're gonna go to, and then we're gonna go sit down and have a meal. It'll be like a weird situation because we're not gonna have anywhere to go for like four hours, and that's a long time with kids. Now I will say, if we find a park, the kids will do great in the park. My biggest concern, which is so stupid, it's like a stupid concern, but I don't want us to look rough, tough, homeless, and dirty when we arrive to our resort. Like, I hate when you're going in to check in and you're like walking in with all your stuff. I feel like some people are so stylish with like their cute little like coach luggage. And honestly, I would buy that um, and like whatever. And they're organized. Everyone looks fresh faced and clean. And we look rough because we've been traveling with, a, a, well, she'll be almost four, a four-year-old and like almost two-year-old. And so our travels are very different. Our hair is not in place. And I don't know how other people's are. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I... I'm trying to figure out my biggest concern is finding something for us to do. But anyway, this lady's talking about how bubble bath doesn't solve everything. How like what really would be helpful is if we had partners who took more of the mental load off of us, right? Or if we had more breaks and things like that. It's not um a bubble bath can help you calm down from the day or unwind from a stressful situation. I know sometimes when I'm at home and I'm working and the kids are home with me and Ethan gets home, I will want to be like, goodbye, I'm going into the bath because I need to decompress for a minute. And let me tell you, this week, it was kind of a week where I needed that, where I had two really hard days with the kids at home. And I have completely flipped the script um, from when I started this podcast and I have to tell you guys, it's just interesting how life changes, um, how as you get older, you have different perspective, um, experience teaches everything. And I'll get into that in one second. But basically, us mamas need more than a 30-minute bath to be okay. Um, it really comes down to if you have a partner who's going to actively work on the house as much as you are without you asking, you see the trash is full, take it out take it out. I don't need to ask you. You see that crumbs are on the floor, vacuum it. You see the laundry needs to be switched, switch it. 
things like that you see the dishes are piled up clean them and for me what gets really emotionally um and just like mentally exhausting is like he's like hey just let me know and i'll do it great i'm glad you are willing to help however i don't want to tell you to do something like it's just like it's like it's emotion it's just exhausting it's like really exhausting and then some people have a system so I've told him like our schedules have been up and down everywhere um and so we need to get on a good pattern so when school year time comes we're good and so anyway um bubble baths don't solve everything honestly it comes down to um how much are we carrying and are we evenly distributing the load or as close as possible are we being fair and then i i realize there's some things i do and here's where i struggle okay there are some things i do that are not the greatest thing for me to do if my goal is to have my husband be super independent not to say that he is not independent like he is his own strong independent man doing his life but I feel like there's things I do to better his life right so before he met me which was 10 years ago uh, okay I don't wanna, I don't want to be like I'm bashing him on the podcast but I want to be real and this is where it gets tricky all right so my dearest husband is not the best at getting up in the morning and getting his butt to work. I am the type of person where I always will arrive early. He is the type of person that five minutes late is on time. So as you can tell, the way we handle departures and arrivals are very different. Um, I always prefer to be early. Sometimes to a fault where like if you get to a party too early, no one's there yet. Um, and so I've been learning that with social situations, it's best to be just a little bit late. However, in my professional realm and world and dealing with anything that is not a social gathering, I prefer to be early. Now, the way everything has worked out is I have... Because Ethan, he goes into the office three times a week and he isn't a dress up kind of guy and he moved and switched careers from preschool teachers where he was going into work in like jeans and the school polo to finance where you're going to dress better in finance, right? And so um, when he got his new job, we bought new office wear, which I have always loved office wear for some reason um, and kind of set him up like, okay, here is you know, four button-up shirts, here is four polos, here is four pairs of pants, mix and match as you please. Everything matches everything, so it's never like you're going to pull a shirt that doesn't match the pants. The pants go with every shirt. Make it super simple. That's what you got to do for the hubbies. Make it super simple, unless they're into fashion. I've never dated a guy who was into fashion. Ah, that's a lie. I dated one guy who was into fashion, but we were in high school, and it went by quickly. Um, but yeah, so but for me, like in the mornings, um, the day before he goes to work, I am pulling out his outfits with his socks, putting them all in the bathroom. So when he gets up the stairs, he just has to throw on clothes and get out the door and it makes his life easier. That's something a mom would do to their child, right? That's something a mom would do so their kid can get ready for school and be on time. 
And so now it's like, am I blurring the, the role of mom and wife? Should I let him independently stumble up, you know, stumble into the closet and figure out his clothes and walk out the door? But the way I think about it is like when you leave this house, regardless of who we are, we're representing our family. And I don't want to be known as like, oh, that's your sloppy jalopy husband if I ever meet his co-workers. And so he's gotten better about dress ever since I bought all those like mix and match outfits because he can't really mess it up. But is it crossing the line for me to do his clothes? Now, I do have a friend who also did this with her husband and was like, I do not feel comfortable sending him out the house if I have not picked out what he's wearing. And I wouldn't say that I don't feel comfortable, like my husband can dress himself. For me, it's a matter of I need you to make sure you're on time and this is going to help you be on time. And so there's that. Um, And it's just an interesting kind of dynamic trying to figure out, you know, if I'm carrying so much of the mental load, what can I give you? And then like, what does that mean? So here's an, here's an example of where it's hard. I've decided that I have handled every single one of Elliot's doctor's appointments by myself because they were not allowing partners because of COVID. I have handled many appointments with Mia. Um, but recently the last year she's gone with her dad, um, and requested to go with her dad. And then the second time I just left Elliot with my mom and we both went, I deal with grocery lists, snacks, meal prep. All of that is like a lot. You have to think about which each family member likes to eat, which vegetables each family like member likes to eat. Are there snacks in the house for everyone to eat? Do we have enough food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day this week without running out? I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to Instacart to the store. Um, and so I decided, you know what, babe, these are the bills I handle. Like I manage them and you are really in charge of household bills. So like anything that's mine is mine, but you are going to be in charge of all the house bills. So like everything, electricity, cable, internet, water, all that. Um, you're in charge of managing that. I'm not going to manage it. You do that. Then I was like, also, the kids need a dentist, so you're in charge of scheduling their dentist appointments. Here is their dental cards. Go forth. Now, I could go ahead and schedule the appointments and just have him take them, which is what I'm going to do. But what I did was I told him that, and I waited to see if he could do it. And I was living with this idea of, you know, if I give him this responsibility, he has to do it. That means if the kids don't see a dentist, they don't see a dentist because his dad didn't make the appointment. And we'll see where that goes. Anyway, it's been too long. I'm making them a dentist appointment because it's starting to stress me out and my plan backfired. But if you wait long enough, your wife will do it. So I am not exactly sure what to do with my husband and how to make life easier. I'm just complaining that moms carry a lot of the mental load and I'm not quite sure how to change that. I have seen lots of top tips and tricks and all these kinds of things, but I'm too mentally exhausted to do these tips and tricks. Okay, so I said that I totally flipped the script from how I started this podcast to how I feel now, and it comes with age, maturity, and experience. When I first started this podcast, uh, I was a working mom. I dropped my two-year-old, she was almost two, um, to her daycare um, every day. 
I got up at, you know, 5 a.m. so I could be off at 2.30, literally pick her up by 2.40. It was like a five-minute drive to the the, the, the babysitter and um, be, make sure that we had, you know, the same amount of time I was gone was the amount of time I wanted to have with her. I had to make sure that the hours in the week balanced out so I was with her more than I wasn't. I will tell you that I felt so bad that I was not able to be a stay-at-home mom with my first baby. And it's very interesting to me because I always felt like stay-at-home moms were the better moms. I'm just being real. This is how I felt, and I'm going to tell you how I feel now. Um, Just perspective. I used to cry and not feel good enough because financially, we couldn't afford for me to stay at home. My husband was a preschool teacher. Teachers don't make you know, teachers don't make money like that, especially in early childhood education, which I think is sad because those are very core developmental years. Um, and though those are our most vulnerable, vulnerable kids, if you think about it, um, like the ones that really can't speak yet, can't articulate things that are happening. Like those are our most vulnerable ages. And so I felt really, really bad. And also I knew, and I still know that like your child's only this little once, And I'm going to miss out on a lot if I'm gone eight hours a day, nine hours a day, whatever. Luckily for me, when I left at 5 a.m., I knew that she was not going to get up until 7. So that was three hours um, or two hours where um, I wasn't missing anything but her sleeping. And then she would get dropped off and I would pick her up and be with her basically till bedtime. Um. So what what launched my idea of doing this podcast then was, you know what, moms need to hear from real moms who who are are living life and dealing with with the crap of it all. Um, And I also wanted to share my faith-based journey where I, in my life, um, try new things, take risks, and have walked through hardships but have like leaned on God throughout all of it. Like for instance, um, we moved into, we went, we lived, we went from an apartment to a cool, a nice house, like a house where it's not big. It's our cute little house. I always say it's our small little home. Um, but we have a really nice porch. We have a really nice size backyard. Um, our neighborhood is safe. We can walk, you know, there's parks everywhere in our community. Um, it's a great place to have little ones. And so we went from then to me having gestational diabetes and being pregnant during COVID and being afraid that, you know, they're going to take my baby from me if I catch COVID. Not like take them forever, but I, I heard that if the mom had COVID that they would separate mom and baby so baby wouldn't have COVID. Whereas now, um, so anyway, so there was that. And then at the same time I had do that, I had, was dealing with gestational diabetes and was concerned with that. I had to be at the doctors all the time. Anyone who's had any pregnancy issue and can understand it is like a whole lot. Went from there to um, when I was six months pregnant, my husband loses his job. And so the plan for me to quit my job kind of went up in the air knowing now, okay, that might not be possible. We played around with the idea of him being the stay-at-home dad, um, so on and so forth. And from there, Ethan gets a better, you know, more benefits, um, better paid job. And what happened was in that season, I kind of thought of it as like, God pushed you to move on. 
um, because you were going to be content staying where you were when there was so much better in store. He got six weeks of paid parental leave as a dad. And that's kind of rare for dads to get that. Now at my job, I'm not trying to like one up him, but he would have gotten 12 because parents get it, mom and dad. Um, so that's pretty cool. But, um, so I was home for 12 weeks. He was not home for six weeks because he was in training, but he was able to use those six weeks the whole first year. And so what that allowed, one, he was working from home full time. When I returned back to work, it was more like I took time plus time. So it was more than 12 weeks I was off. I was probably off for like 15 weeks or 14 weeks or something like that. Um, and then when I came back to work, I was working from home. He was working from home. And so it allowed me to kind of live the best of both worlds. I am home with my kids every day and I'm bringing an in income. Flash forward um, to now where he is in the office three times a week. I'm in the office once a week and we're still kind of doing this balance of, you know, working and raising the kids together and it's great. So my perspective has changed because, you know, had I become a stay-at-home mom, financially it'd be a lot harder right now and we wouldn't be able to do things like Disney World and vacation and um, y'all don't know how often I like to shop. (laughs) And so I was preparing myself before then, kind of changing my spending lifestyle, knowing that I was going to have to adjust based off of that. Um, And now I don't necessarily have to that much. I am changing it now um, just to put, you know, a good size deposit on our our new home. Um, I said deposit. Yeah, whatever. Um, Anyway, um, and stuff like that. But Going back to this, I forgot what I was gonna, my point was. The point is that, oh, here, the point was that, you know, if I could look back at, so I was four years younger, like 25-year-old me, and, and think I'm not a good mom, I'm not with my kid, and all these other things, and life is hard, and I wish we had a house, and all this other stuff. I'd say, just keep going. Um, you know, you don't know what's in store. And so it's kind of where I'm telling myself that now. Because I'm in a place where, okay, life is cool, but I'm ready for the next big thing. And um, I would like to tell myself and I remind myself, hey, remember, you know, a lot can change in five years. A lot can change in one year. That one year when I was pregnant with Elliot, a lot changed. Um, um, and so I want to tell you all that as well. You know, a lot can change in a few years. Um But my perspective on staying home with my kids, what I have realized is that there are really great benefits for Elliot to be home with me, but he is at the age where I think that, and I think this is true for most kids, unless you are the kind of stay-at-home mom who has many kids at home, which is great. Like, good for you. God bless. I'm so happy for you. Um, That's great. I might be two and through, y'all. Um, I might get some puppies if I get baby fever. I might have a surprise third at some point, but not not planned right now. And um, anyway, I, I wanted to say that for me, what I've realized is that once your kid starts to hit around two, I really think that moms should be able to be home for the whole first year and up into the second year. But if Elliot was an only child at this point, I would have him in, in, in a school or something. And so although Elliot is not the only child, I am looking for a program for him 
for this fall because I think it's not benefiting um, my family or, or him to see me hop and do work, which is great. He can watch me do work sometimes and I can stop and play and stop and do activities and prep all this cool stuff. But realistically, what would be better for him is to spend, you know, a couple hours a week. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be all day, but a couple hours a week in a place where he's around kids his age, um, that he can socialize with and interact with and also be a little bit independent from me because once he turns three, we intend to send him to the school Mia, Mia currently goes to, and then he'll be there, you know. I'd like to start half days twice a week or half days three times a week. Um, I right now don't have a preference on either or, but with Mia, I want it two times a week because I felt like I was getting some time back with her um, when I started working from home. And so, yeah, but it's interesting because if you would have asked 25-year-old me, I'd be like, no, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. There's no reason for my kids to go anywhere. And now, even if I was a stay-at-home mom, um, which it wouldn't be possible if I was, I think it's beneficial for kids to socialize with other kids, um, which brings it interesting with my homeschooling, you know, philosophies and things I like. So anyway, long story short is that a lot can change in five years. A lot can change in a year and I think that also I'm looking at my kids more of, you know, selfishly, I want to be with you every hour of every day. But as your parent, I can tell that you would benefit from a different environment. And also so you don't get bored, you know, go to school a couple times a week, learn some stuff, play with some other kids. And then, you know, we can hang out and have our time too. So anyway, that was a long, 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 drawn out thing to say but I had to say it and um why did I have to say it because because uh, I flipped my script and honestly I'm also now in the pursuit of like businesses now that I my kids are getting a little bit older and they're still babies but you know I can see that in a few years they're going to be like busy with activities and friends in school and then eventually they're going to leave not for a long time though um, but I kind of would love to develop business and start re rediscovering the things I love and who I am that can kind of get lost in the sauce when you get married and have kids. I think when you get into, um, the routine of life, for instance, there, it's very hard to find time to do things that you love, which is why I love to podcast. Cause this is like something that, yes, I'm talking about my kids quite often, but it's something that I am enjoying that I get to do. Um, that is me, you know, this is what I did in school. Like I had a radio, I had a little radio show, like this is what I enjoy doing. And so it's good to reconnect with your, it's good to reconnect with yourself. Um, but I have some more things to say about some other stuff. Let's move on. Okay. I saw another TikTok that was controversial. I'm going to talk about this and then I'm going to talk about motherhood and it all, it's all going to relate. So this TikTok was talking about how, um, there is a psycho is a sacrifice to have kids and it is a sacrifice not to have kids to give you perspective. Um, I was the, the, the woman who was doing this TikTok, she, um, was had fertility issues. And so she had tried and tried and tried and she wanted to have a baby naturally and um couldn't get pregnant and got to the point where she decided I am not going to have kids 
you know, I'm not, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to have kids. And so what she explained was like, yes, it, I understand that there's a lot I'm missing out on, but you know what I did the other day? I laid on my couch and read a book for four hours, which is something I wouldn't be able to do if I had kids. You know, I wanted to go see my, she basically lifted all these things she could do. She could just get up and travel and it's not a problem and things like that. And then what she explained was like, there is, you can't literally have it all. I mean, you can, if you're rich, I'll say that because then you could have kids and a nanny, a full-time nanny, and then you can see your kids when you want. And then you can read a book when you want, because you have a nanny, but that's not the type of parent that I would be because that's just not who I am. Um, no judgment to anyone who is like that, but that's just not my style. Um, but anyway, so she was talking about how like there's a sacrifice on, on, on either end. Like, so women who decide not to have kids have never been baby people or, or just decided not to have, or just deciding not to have kids. Yes. They're going to lose out on that intimate 2am feeding, um, or snuggle time in the mornings. They're going to miss out on watching someone you know that you made or didn't grow and become an a you know an important member of society or like a functional member of society and be empathetic to others you're not you're gonna you're gonna miss out on seeing milestones of this child and the, all the joys of parenthood on the flip side as parents we're missing out on opportunities to travel whenever we want to you know take a walk by ourselves like to go out to eat and, and not have to worry about a child. I, I love going out to eat, but it's still, it always is a lot, especially with a little boy toddler. When Mia was a toddler, she wanted to sit with her dad. She was fine eating. Elliot wants to run around the all the whole freaking booth, get down, be in everybody's table, everybody's face. And so it's just a lot of work to go out to eat, which is why we don't do it a ton, which is why we order in a lot more because like that is a whole freaking journey. But Um, anyway, regardless, (laughs) I forgot what I was saying. Oh, regardless. Um, yeah, it's just a whole situation. And so I think that in motherhood, for instance, we don't get those times to ourselves that a lot of like that single people get. So I look at my single friends and I'm sure for instance, me and my best friend. My best friend really wants to have kids. She loves kids. I cannot wait for the day where she can have kids um, and, and all that, you know, like when she finds her person and does her life. But, and like life moves in that direction for her. So for her, I imagine that her seeing me and my family, she thinks, oh, I wish I had that. Like, I wish I had that. But on the flip side, she's free to content create. She's free to watch whatever she wants to watch. She's free to go out whenever she wants. Whereas for me, I struggle to get out of the house. I have to make plans with my friends in advance. I never get invited anywhere. Like no one, let me tell you this. This is one thing I am bitter about in motherhood. No one invites me anywhere. People think, so when I had a little kids, when I had, I still have little kids. When I had babies, I would say, no, I'm not leaving my baby. They're not babies anymore. I will leave them with their dad. Just invite me somewhere. And I feel like no one, the thing that I struggle with, this is a side note, is that I am the person who has always planned everything in every friend group I've ever been in. And so when I had kids, and naturally my plate is a little more full than it used to be, um, 
and I stop planning things, it's like, well, why aren't you planning stuff for us to do? Why aren't you planning for us to hang out? Like, why aren't you plan? Why, why do I have to plan it? You plan it. I have kids. And so it becomes this whole situation that's like kind of hard. And I try not to be bitter about this, but I feel like this is a side note. And I don't know. I didn't know I was going to be this honest. I feel and I'm, I'm going to it's uncensored. I do feel a little bit hurt sometimes because I feel like people that I love and care about don't check in on me or have forgotten me in like, just because my kids are older doesn't mean it's easier. Where's the village? There's a TikTok about this. There's a TikTok that goes, where is the village? They always say there's a village. Where is it? Cause I don't see it. And so for instance, I have a village. I have a great village, but back in the day, this is just my comments back in the day people would have kids and their parents would be retired. Now I realize I had kids young and my parents are young. My, my parents just turned 50. They're not quite retired yet. So the village was you have these grandparents that aren't doing anything who are, or, 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 you know, are, are, are just ready to take the kids. And in fact, I know where my that that village is for me and unfortunately it would be with my in-laws not that that's the unfortunate part I shouldn't have said it like that what I mean by that is my in-laws live farther away they live two hours away if they lived 30 minutes away do you know how much my life would change do you know how often Ethan's mom would would be over or the kids would be over there and I you could say well you're only 30 minutes away from your family and the kids aren't always over there for one my my village my grandparents have you know stepped in really and I'm so thankful for them because every Wednesday they have the kids while I'm working in the office and so that's super helpful my mom on the other hand (laughs) isn't quite ready to be in that position she has you know four kids Um, one in college, and her schedule is insane. She's so busy. She works two jobs. She has a prayer group. She has another group. She has all these groups. She doesn't have, not that she doesn't have time, like she sees the kids, but it's not like the village in the sense of um, they're always, they're always available and ready for you, which is why I had a nanny, which is why I'm looking for assistance with the kids, because the village is busy these days. Back in the day, the village wasn't busy. And so it's just kind of like, I feel like when it comes to friendships and motherhood, it gets so tricky. And honestly, I think it's one of the hardest things to navigate because especially when you have babies, once your kids are older and you can have like a babysitter or your husband or your sister or whoever watch the kids and they they just need snacks or whatever, they'll be fine. But when they're babies and they're little and they want you, it's, it's so much harder. And the where's the village TikTok just had me like, I know where my village is. It's just my village is booked. They are busy. My village is busy. They have other responsibilities. The village doesn't have time to just like surround me and my kids and help raise the kids. They have some time to do that. But in today's society, like my grandmother's a pastor's wife. They're freaking busy. Like it's, and that's just the way the world is now. And so I've heard so many moms say the same thing. Like, you know, I thought that this would be the case. And I'm like, well, I didn't ever think about it like that. It's just a true statement that this whole like village idea is is dumb. It doesn't work in 2022. Maybe back in the day, it doesn't work now. 
Um, but when it comes to friendships, one thing I've struggled with is how do I check in and be there for my friends and continue to be a good friend when I have these familial and family responsibilities with my kids. I'm not the type of mom who's just going to leave my kids. I am not that person. I am not that person. I am not the type of parent who is like happy to go spend a weekend away. Now, in theory, I would love it. In practice, I would cry. And so it's like, I'm getting there. I spent a night away. I didn't cry. I had a good time. So I'm getting there, but I need my friends that love me to be patient as I get there. I am not going on a weekend vacation without my family. And I think that it's hard when you have friends that don't have that yet. Because I think if they did, they would understand. Like, oh, I get it. You're not leaving your kid. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm not. If I can get out for happy hour or a night out, that's great. But my family has to be close by. And then the other thing is like, friends don't ever check in. I feel like I'm always like, hey, how are you? How's life? How's it going? Blah, 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 blah. No one ever in my whole entire life, I can give you my whole screenshot history of texts. I have never had anyone. And if I have, I have rarely had anyone text me and say, hey, how are you doing? And I think that gets kind of like, I don't know. So anyway, I didn't intend to talk about that, but I just did. But to segue as moms, like the time, the back to the sacrifices of parenthood, you don't have time to pursue your hobbies, to just watch a movie, to just hang out, to just do whatever you want anymore, right? Well, so what happens is as parents, a lot of you guys will relate to this. We end up like staying up really late. Like to watch movies or shows, <laughs> and then we regret it the next day is just scroll TikTok because we have moments to ourselves. So here's what I've done. You guys don't know this about me, but I have always been fascinated with the ocean. I have always wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. I wanted to like be the type of person to go out and rescue an animal, bring them to the aquarium, help heal them and like connect with them. This is a really big like place in my heart for sea life and sea creatures and the ocean. And I'm so interested. I love a good ocean documentary. So at 4 a.m. I woke up because Elliot woke. Actually, I had to go pee. I peed and then Elliot woke up. So I had to put him back to sleep. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I think I started this James Cameron documentary like three nights ago, um, Deep Sea Challenge, and it's so good. And it's about him buying a submarine, building a submarine with all these really amazing like engineers and scientists to go to the deepest part of the world and um, that has never been discovered or has been, but hasn't been to in years and um explore. And so I was watching this documentary. If you want to watch it, it's free. It's on YouTube. YouTube has movies and TV shows. I did not know this until now. And it was such a good documentary. And honestly, the Paris Hilton documentary is also on YouTube. So I'm going to like look around for some more stuff to watch. So anyway, it's 4am. I have to get up at six to start work. And I'm like, I'm just going to watch 30 minutes. I have an hour and a half to sleep. That's not what happened. So I actually had like an hour left of the movie, finished that whole documentary. And then I was thinking about the ocean and all the things I could explore if I was an explorer. And I was like, maybe I could be an explorer. Here's one thing you'll need to know about me. I'm very impressionable. And in a minute, I think that I'm supposed to be 
whatever because I saw something. And so right now I'm going through my explorer phase where I'm going to think that I should be an explorer. That's who I am. I see something, I want to do it. And so now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go learn how to dive because if I can get good at diving, then maybe I could eventually explore. Like, how do I do that? And it's like all this stuff. So I'm laying in bed thinking about becoming an explorer. (laughs) How am I going to do that with my two kids? I don't know, but it could be in my lifetime. Anyway, long story short, if I was a normal person, I would not be up at 4 a.m. watching movies. I would be asleep and I would be watching the movie on my own time. But because I had kids, I know like as soon as I wake up, Elliot's going to wake up. I'm going to have to work. I'm not going to get to watch this documentary. And so what do we do? We always sacrifice sleep for fun. And that is all. So as you all know, I'm leaving for the beach very soon. And I have been packing um, like crazy. Does anyone else pack the week before you leave or two weeks before you leave? I was packed for Disney like two weeks before. But the reason why I could be... Okay, so for one, I packed two weeks before I left for Disney because it's Disney, okay? I was packing for months, actually, with Disney. Like, I would buy mini ears, just throw them in the suitcase. We weren't going anywhere. So I would just put everything that was for Disney in, like, a bag. So, like, gift cards, outfits as I was buying them, magic bands, you know, everything I needed for Disney. Um, in fact, I'm about to have to go on a quest to find our magic bands. And when we get back from Riddle Beach, I'll probably start doing the same thing. Because Disney is its own world of travel. And if you're interested in me covering more Disney stuff, you can see it at Book It With Brit. You're going to have to give me a month because I'm in the process of recording a whole bunch so that I can post it all um, ahead of time. And so that's really exciting and um, things like that. But it is time. I will say this. If you're thinking about going to Disney for Christmas, this is just my opinion. And you have not planned or booked yet. Do it soon. That is all I'm going to say about that. I am not going at Christmas this year. Um, I might want to go at Christmas next year. <laughs> I'm not sure yet if my husband lets me. Um, I, I do plan on going to Chris, at Christmas time potentially next year. I'm not even going to lie that I might be doing that. But for this year, we are going in February. Um, actually, we're going in February. We're going the first week of March and in 2023. But if you are thinking about going for Christmas this year, start planning if you haven't. That's just my PSA um, because I do feel like it's, it's, it can be, I will say this, there are two types of Disney goers. There are the extreme planners like myself and then there are go with the flow with the go with the flowers. And I can, I think you can have a great time either way. It just depends on your personality and like what you want to do. So for instance, my parents, there's like maybe two things on their bucket list they are go with the flowers. In fact, they are go with the flowers in all of their travel and I'm the complete opposite. And so it's just really interesting when we do family vacations. It's going to be an interesting mix. But um, I think that it, I don't know, I think it will be interesting. I forgot what I was going to say. I have a project coming up with my family and I was thinking about talking about travel and I think it'll be interesting to cover our travel differences. Um, but if you're a go with a flower, I think that you can find like cool little surprises. There's always like a ton to do. It's always like nice stuff. Um, there's, there's good food everywhere and you can get same day reservations. 
easily. In fact, sometimes if you can't get the reservation you want for my super planners ahead of time, the day before you want that reservation, start checking because people have until midnight to cancel it. So that day before and that early morning of, lots of reservations dropped off. That's how we got to do Cinderella's Royal Table because it was booked, 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 booked. And then literally I was up at 7 a.m. that morning and I saw 9.50 reservation available, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock reservation available. So I grabbed the 2 o'clock because Elliot was sick the night before, but we still did Disney and he was okay. And it was definitely a whole whole situation. Um, but regardless, that is all I have to say about that. Um, I actually forgot. I just lost my train of thought, but going, oh, if you, if you pack two weeks before I pack. So for this trip, I started packing last week. And I meant like I started pulling out things. I've been planning outfits for months because one, I have a mom bod. So I want to feel comfortable and cute. And then two, during the week, it's so busy. I don't want to have to worry about did I pack enough t-shirts? Everyone has socks. Everyone has underwear. Like all of that's done. The biggest things I, I have to checklist off before we walk out the door are like, did we lock the house? Is the air conditioning on? you know, all like the little things. So there's that, like our, um, our AC system is, you can control it from your phone. So the cool thing is I'll be able to adjust it while I'm, you know, away. I just need to make sure that's working. And so anyway, um, traveling is so much fun, Uh, but it's always stressful too. It's like, (laughs) there's, there's this video and it's like, that awkward car ride after you just had a whole fight trying to get your family out the door and it's so true it's like we're gonna go have family fun day but to get out the door for family fun day it's always a fight and I think it's just because me and Ethan are very different personalities and then even when we're out he like he just wants to do the bare minimum of everything I mean like we could do this or we we don't have to where I'm like, no, I want to do everything. I want to see everything. I want to, I want to enjoy myself. And he's very much like, girl, no. So before I even get ready to close this episode, um, I want to tell you guys five things you should know about me. Why? I think they're funny. I think people are all unique and you can just get to know this person that you listen to more personally. So the first thing you should know about me is I really don't like pizza. What? Never. In the past two years of my life, have I craved a slice of pizza? Never. Oh my gosh, guys, I just got really scared. (laughs) Let me just tell you what happened. The FedEx driver just pulled. Tell me if this happens to you guys. I'm sorry, I'm giggling so much. So I, we're going to backtrack and I'll talk about pizza in a minute. I have to just tell you what I just witnessed. I ordered a lot of stuff for my trip from Walmart. I have found that in terms of prices for like soap, toothpaste, things like that, Walmart is cheaper. It's cheaper than Target. It's cheaper than the grocery store. Like Walmart, the price is right, but I hate going into the store. So I did like, um, backstory on with Walmart, you can do like a pickup order. Um, you could do like a drive up order. You can have them deliver to you kind of like Target delivers to you. And so I ordered all this stuff from Walmart, ordered Mia's birthday presents, everything. And so they've been coming through this whole week because we leave on Saturday, right? So I've had orders come from like last Saturday through 
today. So, you know, Thursday as you're listening to this episode, like stuff is coming. And so as I'm recording right now, the FedEx driver, <laughs> she's so cute. She's this cute little ginger. She um, drove to my neighbor's house, cranky old Mr. Jenkins. He lives right next door. His lawn is always pristine, but the reason I call him cranky old Mr. Jenkins is when we moved in, everyone was saying, like, warning, he's kind of a jerk. Ethan, surprisingly, has talked to him and has has built a positive relationship with our neighbor. I have not. I am straight up. Here's, I'm, I'm a little bit petty. So here's my thing. If you are mean to me, if you cross me, if you come for my children or me, a different side of me releases. And I am typically like the sweetest person on earth, like singing with the birds, no white vibes, like so nice. But when you cross that bridge, it burns. And so one day we had our house cleaner, she came and she pulled, she pulled in, she didn't pull into our driveway. She kind of pulled in front of our driveway. So she was not fully blocking our driveway, but a little bit blocking his driveway. And so he likes to back into his truck into his driveway. He is this single old dude who lives alone. And so I can imagine his life isn't that great because that sounds terrible to be old and lonely. And he, I was feeding Elliot upstairs nursing. He was gone when she came and typically she takes a few hours to clean. And so I was just kind of looking to see if he came, I was going to have her move got distracted with work. I was nursing Elliot upstairs and all of a sudden he starts banging, he rings the doorbell and I go, okay, I'm gonna call Ethan, tell him to get, to get, to get him. I'm calling Ethan. He doesn't answer me because he never answers my phone calls. Call downstairs again. Ethan's answering me. Now he's banging on the door yelling, hello, hello. And so I'm now like, I'm for sure not going down there because my thought was like, let me just put my boob away and go downstairs and open this door. But to be honest, I didn't want to go get yelled and condemned by this old dude. Context, I am a small four foot 11 and a half, the cutest person you'll ever meet. Black chick, he's this old white dude. We live in a very rural area. I didn't want anything to go down. That's the reality of the times we live in. So, and I'm also not going to bring my baby who I'm nursing. I can't leave the baby on the bed. I'm not going to leave him upstairs to cry. I'm not going to have my, 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 the housekeeper. She almost answered the door and I said, don't even deal with that. Ethan answers the door. He goes, what's up? He's cussing and yelling like this part, your bike driveway is blocked. I can't even back my car in. Like I almost had to drive my lawn to get into my car. This is ridiculous. You guys are so stupid. Like all these nasty comments. Ethan goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to need you to calm down. I'm going to need you to stop yelling because the situation's not serious. My husband's never been more attractive in my whole entire life. When he diffuses a situation by putting you in his place, honey, that is my man. And so he's like, next time there's an issue, you can walk over I will be happy to fix the issue. I'll have her move right now. You didn't even have to park your car. If you didn't want to ride into your grass, you didn't have to do that. You could have told me, come out, move it, easy, problem solved. The guy goes, okay, okay, I'm sorry for yelling. He goes, and Ethan's like, listen, I have a sleeping baby upstairs. I have a newborn. Sorry, I got cut out because my husband's calling me asking, like, do you want anything from McDonald's? Um, so he put him in this place. And then ever since then, I've been like, you scared my kids. You're a blank hole. And so um, 
he comes out, Ethan will say, hey, how are you doing? I don't, I, I don't acknowledge his presence. He could be standing right next to me. Our mailbox, our mailboxes are like less than six feet apart. They're probably like four feet apart. He could be at the mailbox. I could be at the mailbox. I will say hello to everybody else. I'm not talking to him. It is not Christ-like, but I am a sinner. And so, yes, one thing you learned about me is I'm petty. So what I decided to do, <laughs> I didn't do it because I'm actually a good person, but I might do this at Halloween because it's really funny. Please do not call the police, dude. Please do not call, buy my address and tell my neighbor that it's me. This is the dumbest thing ever. You can go to this website <laughs> and you can send people potatoes <laughs> that are in disguise so like little dressed up potatoes like the food like a baked like a russet like baked potato I decided I was gonna send him 500 dressed up potatoes <laughs> and I wanted to write like a petty message but then I knew if I wrote a petty message he would know it's us but is there a law wait listen if you are a lawyer, if you know a lawyer, if your husband's a lawyer or your mom or your dad, ask them, is it illegal for me to send my neighbor 500 dressed up potatoes with a passive aggressive message? Like, am I going to have to go to court for this? <laughs> but listen, I'm not going to send them five, him 500 potatoes at once, which would be hilarious, right? Because he's old. I don't want him to have to carry 500 potatoes. Like, I'm not a jerk. I was going to send him a potato every day so like every day when he checks the mail there's another potato <laughs> that's how i deal with my neighborhood quarrels or squirrels or whatever the word is quarrels i think so one thing you need to know about me is i'm petty so i don't like pizza and i'm petty as an adult i just don't love pizza i don't love tomato sauce that's what i realized i like tomato soup if it's not on the sweet side i don't like sweet tomatoes that's that's my problem i like my tomatoes to be like not like bitter but like saltier I don't know what the word is so I don't love pizza I will never be like let's order pizza let's go get pizza I'm a liar we went to go get pizza like a month ago but it was because of the location not because of the pizza and I almost ordered a Caesar wrap instead but yeah I don't like pizza if you're coming to my house for oh also so this weekend I'm hosting my husband is the direct program director for a basketball organization. And so we're hosting the board. So the people who are like on the board with him over for dinner. I know it's really fancy, right? I feel like an official. It's not that fancy. Ethan was going to like grill them chicken and burgers. And I'm so sick of chicken and burgers because we've been grilling all summer. I was like, no, no, no. We're making these fancy, we're making fancy tacos. So again, I would never order them pizza. I'm never going to make you a, a, a roast beef. I'll make you ham. Like, I will bake you a ham, get you some mac and cheese. Like, I'll bake all of that up. I did that for Easter. But I will not be um, ordering pizza. So we are doing taco platters where it's going to be so good. I'm going to send so many pictures. I'm going to TikTok the recipe. It's going to be amazing. And so I'm doing really cute taco platters because I will always want tacos. I will never want pizza. If you do not like tacos, you're not invited into my home. <laughs> okay. So those are two facts you should know about me. Here's the other three. Two other facts or three other facts you should know about me. One is that I will never be late even with kids. And if I am late, it's because I was intentionally late. And I talked earlier about like me and my husband, we kind of differ in that kind of, you know, there's people who are always late. There's people who are 
you know, on time kind of people, maybe like a couple minutes late. And then there's like people who are early and that's me. And so even with kids, I never make it late to something. Now, there has been times trying to get to church where I've been like, like worship has already started, but I'm not technically late. I feel like that's not like, like if the preacher ain't preaching, church isn't started. And so I, um, I'm usually early. And it's a problem where I'm the first person to a party. Like I said earlier, I've been like set up to hang out with friends. Um, there was one day where I was going to happy hour with work friends and I wasn't late, but I was like the third person to arrive, but the like second person in my friend group. And I did it. I, I intentionally arrived a couple minutes later because I had to leave work, come home, change and go back out. And I figured like, if I'm the first person here, I'm gonna look dumb. But luckily I wasn't. And Melissa, you didn't look dumb if you, because I think you were like the first person that I knew there. Um, but I knew parking was going to be a mess. Anyway, so I'm always early. The other thing is that I am self-conscious about how I look. Now you guys know this whole journey. Obviously that's why I'm in the gym. But what I mean is that I feel like all of my life I've had like a young face, which is good it's really great and so I so all of my life people have thought that I'm much younger than I am um particularly like once I became college age people thought I was 14 like I was still in high school and things like that and when you're on a college campus like that doesn't really matter because no one's asking how old I am um on a college campus because you generally know people that are in your class and you generally know people that are like above your class and below your class. And so it wasn't weird. Like when I was a freshman, um, they always, I said before, like they give you these lanyards with your um, like key card or whatever it's called, your, your ID to get in inside, in and out of the building. And it has your money on like your campus money on it and everything. And freshmen wore their lanyards around their necks all of the upperclassmen did not. So I don't know where the guys kept theirs. I think they just had them in their pockets or something. But the girls all had their lanyards and like Vera Bradley wristlets. And so that was the trend when I was in college. And so then it was like, oh, you're a freshman because you walk around proudly with your lanyard. You're just so excited to be here. Um, but I was never insecure there. I've been insecure in the sense that like, if I'm out with my kids, if I'm out in the world doing adult stuff, um, if I'm anywhere, people are going to think like I'm a little kid and like, I don't know that I'm a little kid, but I'm like much younger. And like, now that I'm about to be 30, it's like, it's flattering if you think I'm 25, but if you think I'm 19, I'm like, what? I am not that young. Like I am not like, I was so cute at 19. Like I was beautiful at 19. I crave that 19 year old person all of the time, all of the time. But I looked like a little baby. And like, to this day, like, I think I'm still like young looking and pretty, but like not, not less than 25 years old. I don't look less than 25 years old. But anyway, because I've had people come to the door and ask for my parents, it's the reason why when I go into the office at work, I wear business clothes, which you're supposed to do, but my job has no dress code. So some people dress crazy. 
and heels because when I go to places where I'm gonna be adulting like I prefer to wear heels because I'm short and I have a young face and so it just kind of works against me dumb insecurity um, but I'm also anxious that one day it's gonna like flip really hard um, now my grandparents my parents my family ages very graciously like gracefully beautifully like everyone looks young people think my mom is my sister that my grandma's our mom like things like that like everyone looks great so I, I should continue to look great but my stress is what has me anxious and worried that like oh my gosh am I gonna look old tomorrow um all right so the number four thing is that I don't like when people are walking slow in front of you I mean I feel like everyone feels like this but I feel like I'm generally a fast walker like I, I'm going places I'm doing things and I've heard people many times tell me to slow down maybe it's the New York in me I lived in New York for a good portion of my childhood why are we walking slow what are we moseying for now if I'm taking a walk outside yeah I'm moseying um, if I'm walking, taking a walk with the kids, I'm not power walking. But if I am in the mall, in the store, in Target, I'm not just like slowly walking. No, I got stuff to do. So I am walking. And so my pet peeve is like when you have a slow group in front of you, you're trying to get around them and they don't notice. And so you have to say, excuse me. And then it's just annoying. Um, and then number five is that I am really weird about where my head lays like so like we're going on vacation and I'm bringing my own pillow now I've stayed at resorts like this before they're they're very clean like they're very clean but I get so weirded out about staying in resort beds like the first night or two like by the end of the week once I've been in it like this has been I've established I've marked my territory not like I peed in it or anything but I've just been sleeping in the bed consistently usually by like the end of vacation I start to be like okay I'm okay but um normally normally I I'm weirded out. So, like, we're traveling on Saturday. I'm, I have my pillow packed. I have my own blankets. Because, like, when you travel... And I know people who don't do this. And it just is so bizarre to me. Like, you don't want your own blanket to, like, cuddle with on the couch. There's no throw blanket. And if there is a throw blanket in this resort or Airbnb or wherever you're staying, I am not using a random throw blanket. So, like, I get... I'm not a germaphobe most of the time. Actually, I kind of am. I just am like, mm, I'm, I just want to be careful with like that type of stuff. And like when I walk into a hotel, if you do not do these things, you are a weirdo, first of all. I know people are like, no, the people came in and cleaned. I'm like, yeah, like in the airport, like on an airplane. Now they clean better than in an airplane because in the airplane, they just throw out trash. They don't wipe down seats. They don't wipe down trays. They don't wipe down anything. They don't even clean out coffee pots or that hot water pot that gives you tea. So if you are drinking anything on an airplane that is not bottled or canned, it's probably gross. Also, if you are not wiping down your seat 
and tray and armrest and window and floor. Like when I walk into work, I wipe down everything. When I walk into any place that I'm going to be sitting at and being at for a minute, everything. I always have Clorox wipes on me. When we were in Disney World, you know how like in Disney, this, and I'm going to end the episode here, but you know, like when you're in Disney or any amusement park, you might go sit down at a table. Like there's a takeout window. You can go order food and sit down. So at Animal Kingdom, we were at Flame Tree Barbecue and we were getting barbecue pulled pork mac and cheese, which was banging and slamming. And it was so good. And I was really happy to have it. And I was getting like this slushy with like a light up cube in it. Anyway, where we were sitting, and this is just a pro tip hint. If you're going to Disney soon in Animal Kingdom, if you want to see, there is like a kite show. If you want to see the kite show, okay, so there's a kite show at, in Disney. When I went, it was like Lion King themed, and so I was super pumped. Lion King is my favorite movie. Like, if you're going to have me rank all the Disney movies, it's going to go Lion King, then all my favorite princess movies, and then some other stuff. But, um, so when we went, I had these Clorox wipes, those little portable ones that you can grab like at Target checkout line or if you're in the Clorox, I, my favorite place to buy them is Target. I'm sure you could get them at other places, but we went to go sit down and you see people like get up and down from these tables. So I have our hand sanitizer. I have wiped the table, wiped our chairs, knowing that I have little people, you know, sanitize them, like knowing that we're about to sit here. You know, people eat and then they wipe their mouth with their napkin and then sit it on the table. Blech. So, like, I always have Clorox wipes on me. Sanitizer and Clorox wipes. Like, if something needs to be disinfected, I can disinfect it because gross. And so, anyway, if you go to a resort or hotel or Airbnb and you do not Lysol that place, I'm judging you. Like, I have kids. I don't know if I would Lysol as heavily if I didn't, but because I have, like, I'm sorry, my chair is so squeaky. Because I have kids, like, I need to. I always, like, Clorox wipe the remote and put it in a plastic bag. Clorox wipe the phone. Because I know Elliot's going to want to play phone. So I got to clean the phone. Clean the lamps. Like, I have to be super clean. All the handles on everything. Door handles. Clean windows. Clean blinds. If they're blinds, I'm wiping these blinds down. Clean off the counters. Because, like, wherever we stay, because it's timeshares and stuff, we always have a kitchen. So it's, like, clean off the counters. Clean off the microwave handles. Clean everything. Wash the dish before I use it. Like, that's the kind of cleaning I'm doing um, whenever I travel. And it sometimes seems a little bit extreme, but I think it is absolutely necessary. I bring my own hand soap because you know when you stay at a hotel they don't have hand soap, they have like a bar of soap. No one's doing that. I'm packing my own little hand soap. And so yeah, traveling with me is a little bit intense. Um I say that fully packed a week before we're leaving. Um and like some people that's normal. I think that is normal. I'll go through all my stuff again one more time before I go. But yeah. I'm type A when it comes to travel, but that means that when, see, when I travel, I don't want to want for anything. I don't want to wish I had my favorite robe. I don't want to wish I had slippers. I don't want to wish I brought my own blow dryer. I don't want to wish that I had my shampoo. Now you could buy these things if you want out. I'm packing a small fan with me because I sleep with a fan on and Elliot sleeps with a fan on. And when it's too silent, I bring, when I go on vacation, I bring, and I think this is normal now. Like I bring my Echo Dot, like I bring my Alexa, I bring a small fan. Um, obviously in my bag, there's going to be Clorox wipes everywhere. When we're traveling in the car, 
Mia's potty seat in case she ever has to go potty and then just trying to organize the car so that if she ever does there's room for her to go and so that means that like where she is sitting there should be nothing but so we have like a three-seater SUV with the third row the third row folds down and so when we travel usually that third row is filled it down so the trunk is bigger and we can fit everything now in my head we were piled so high for disney and i'm not picturing us piled as high but we probably will still be piled pretty high um but with mia and like i have those little and i need to pull those out those diaper bag things that like are for stinky diapers because i will tell you um when she was throwing up. I have to make sure I have my Dramamine so I can give it to her as soon as we get in the car with a little bit of a snack and so that way she doesn't get car sick. It's going to be kind of annoying getting out of the house at 3 a.m. It's really going to be like at 2 a.m. I get up, start doing things. At like 2.30, make sure Ethan's loading and then like 2.45, me has pe- like the car chargers are plugged in, the phones are in the car, like everything's in there. The last thing I'm doing is changing Elliot's diaper, changing, not changing Mia, having Mia go potty, and then setting them up. And so I need to, I'm thinking about how I need to download more movies on their tablets so that they have enough things to watch on the way down. Okay, but anyway, I'm blabbing and blabbing. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Christian Mom Uncensored. I hope you all have a fabulous week. I'll be updating you all from the beach. Yep, I'll be podcasting, hopefully with one of my best friends. I'm hoping, if not, it'll just be me. Um, But I, I plan on podcasting this week with a guest, either my husband or my best friend. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a beautiful, safe, prosperous, fulfilling, peaceful week. Love y'all. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye.